welcome to the Travel Coach Network podcast, your weekly dose of travel coach info, inspo, and news from around the globe. Tune in to each episode to hear inspiring stories of successful travel coaches who are building their lives and business around travel, all while exploring around the world. You'll also learn all about travel coaching, setting intentions for a trip, adding meaning to travel, and how you can grow your own travel coaching business. Because remember, there is more to a travel career than just blogging and bookings. Now, join me as we reshape how and why people travel. Before we get to today's episode, we have a quick, small ask for you. In a moment, could you pause this episode, go to your favorite podcast player, and leave a review for this podcast? Even if you leave five stars and no words, we so appreciate that effort. When you leave reviews for podcasts, that helps them get discovered by the right people. So that means a future aspiring travel coach could discover this podcast because of your review. We so, so appreciate you taking the time to do that. We'll give you a second to pause this episode and do that now if you can. You back? Okay, great. Let's get on with the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Travel Coach Network podcast. It is I, Sahara Rose DeBoer, founder of the Travel Coach Network and the instructor and creator of the Travel Coach Certification Program. We have a really exciting guest with us today. Uh, we have Megan. Megan is a full-time world traveler living part-time in her Jeep Wrangler with her dog, Shy. Her mission is to climb the highest summit on earth, dive to the deepest depth of the ocean, and experience every adrenaline-filled adventure in between. As a travel coach, she helps her clients become digital nomads so they can add more freedom and adventure into their lives, even when working full-time. She understands that life is a gift, time is never guaranteed, and that we all deserve to live the life of our dreams. And I cannot agree more. Uh, Megan, welcome so much to the TCN podcast. I'm so happy to have you join us. Uh, tell us where you are, what, where did your love of travel come from? Hi, nice to be on. I'm so excited for a conversation today and to talk more about travel coaching. My passion for travel really came from, honestly, my twin brother. We grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, where honestly, we never traveled as kids. We never thought we could. Our parents just, we didn't go on vacations unless we had to go somewhere for sports. And then when we were 18, I moved to Chicago for college. That was what my parents told me to do, go to college. That's like the be all end all. And Devin, my twin, actually took a gap year and he went to Germany for the year. And in my head, I remember thinking, gosh, like I could never do that. Like that is not an opportunity that I have. My other brother went to Germany as well as like a senior trip. Whenever he graduated, he's older than us. I don't know. I just remember feeling this like sinking pit in my stomach that like I would never be able to do those things. Then I got the opportunity to go to Italy when I was 19 to go stay with a friend who was studying abroad. I worked for a company in high school. As soon as I turned 16, I started working for Oakley and I worked for them for, I still work for them actually off and on. At the time, I had a lot of vacation time or I was building a vacation time and I didn't know about it because I was young. And then one day my boss was like, you could go on a vacation an epic vacation and get paid while you go. And I was like, ooh, okay. So I went to go visit my friend who was studying abroad in Italy for about three weeks. That was when I got bit by the travel bug so hard. So that was definitely where it all stemmed from. 
Yeah, the travel bug definitely, you know, it's those beginning trips people don't really realize, you know, what they're actually getting into when they first start traveling. I felt the same way when I started backpacking. My first trip was to Ireland. I thought I was going to go for a month and a half. I thought I was going to come home and like, quote unquote, figure out my life and, you know, work for a company or something. And I caught the travel bug too. That's so cool. What school in in Chicago did you go to? Um, I went to Loyola University in Chicago. I only went for about a year. I didn't love it. I ended up working instead of going to school. And eventually, as time went on, I switched to online school while I was traveling, which I was a lot more successful at. I went to like an actual university, though, for just a year. And then um, I eventually went back to Arizona State University online and I finished my nutrition degree. That's so funny. I honestly had no idea, but I went to, I didn't go to Loyola, but I went to Roosevelt in Chicago and that's where I studied tourism. And I actually went to Arizona State, the campus for two years. So two years at Arizona State and two years in Chicago. So it's so funny. Um, I feel like travelers always find something like if you love travel, there's probably something that also bonds you that uh, you just don't expect. Right. So tell the audience what it is that you do as a travel coach and what does travel coaching mean to you? Yeah, I help people that want to travel full time. So people that want to become digital nomads. Um, I started that because I was a digital nomad myself. I realized that the world was so big and that when you close your laptop at the end of the day, you can either explore the exact same place like your hometown, or if you work remotely, there's no reason not to close your laptop and explore a brand new place. As I started doing it, people were asking me how, and I was giving them advice and giving them tips. And eventually I realized that I was giving away all of this information and all of this help for free. And I was like, hmm, Like I started asking people if they were interested in one-on-one coaching, I would definitely be interested in helping them with that. Everyone was like, yes, please. Like you're being very helpful. Please like, let's do this together. And so my passion for, and I love watching people succeed. I've been a coach in some form or another, my entire career. Um, I started as a nutrition coach, a personal trainer. I was always a manager in any sort of job that I had. And so I knew that I was good at leading people and helping people. And I just love giving people the tools to succeed. And traveling is something that I know is very scary for a lot of people, especially when you're trying to travel by yourself or travel full time. It's really terrifying. And so I was more than happy to give people the tools and the resources to do that on their own. And I'm very proud of my clients and their successes. (laughs) Yeah, I love that, right? I mean, I love that you have turned what you created out of your life into something and a way to help others with the foundation being travel. And that's something that I relate to so much too, because as a backpacker myself, and then when I became a travel coach, same thing, how do I use my love of travel And I always encourage that within people. Many times people want to choose a career path based on what industries or companies already formulated for them as options, right? And that's something that I always disagreed with, with the, with the travel industry, because there's so much more out there that people who love travel and you don't have to be like I've traveled over 84 countries. I tell people, you don't have to travel to over 84 countries to be able to use 
your love and knowledge of travel to help people. So that's exactly what you did. Uh, why, why is it that you choose to travel with your dog, Shy? Oh my goodness, because she's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, I, yeah, I, I actually never expected to get a dog. When I was 19, I got a call that she had been tied to the porch of an abandoned house. And like, she was literally word for word. They said, we're going to leave her here to die until somebody comes to get her. That was what they said. Like, what? I never wanted a dog, but I do now. And I got her and just like the love that we, the bond and the love that we created with one another. And she loves the outdoors just as much as I do. I just wanted to be outside with her more and just show her. She only has a very small lifespan in comparison to us. And I'm in my prime years. She's going to be six next week. So she is still in her prime years. And just the growth that I've seen from her just makes me so happy. And this is like just the best time for both of us. And so I I, I just love having her by my side. I know I am such an animal person and a dog person. That's always something when I travel to many countries where there's a lot of street dogs, like my heart would just break. And that was honestly the hardest part of traveling for me was just that emotional you know, roller coaster of it. I always joked and say, because it wasn't a joke that I would you know, spent more money on buying food for the stray dogs than I did for myself. But I completely understand that bond. I have my adopted dog, Sophie, and I never adopted a dog before. And I never knew like the bond that, you know, she would have with me. And she comes from an abusive background too. But like, she's, that's why, like I said to you before we started this podcast, she's literally at my feet and my side all day, every day. Like they know that you're the one that saved them and they're, you know, it's, it's such a special bond. So I love seeing that within travel because you don't see that too often with travel content creators, you know, with their animals or an animal in general, especially a companion, like a dog and to watch them run freely like that. It just really like makes your soul smile. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty big limiting belief that I hear all the time. People are like, I want to travel, but I have a pet. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you can travel with your pet like it is possible and it's a hundred percent worth it it's the best have you ever run into do you travel mostly by rv do you fly with shy or have you run into any issues traveling with your dog no not per se um because i know that i'm traveling with a dog i always plan around it so national parks aren't always as dog friendly so i just always look up what is dog friendly if the area itself is pretty dog friendly or if there's a better area nearby because at the end of the day like national parks are really cool don't get me wrong when I do want to go somewhere that is not dog friendly then I'll leave her with a sitter for the day I also do not fly with her because of her anxiety that is not something that she would be able to handle when I do want to fly I make sure I promise you she goes on vacation too she is more than spoiled and I don't leave for too too long so I normally travel When I'm in the United States, I live in my Jeep and I travel with her and we go to very outdoorsy places, generally national forests and the outskirts of national parks because the terrain is very similar dog friendly. So that's what we do when we're in the United States. And then when I want to go abroad, I will leave her with a sitter and do my thing and then come back and see her tail all waggy and hear about how entitled and spoiled she is. (laughs) 
Is that something that you traveling with a dog or a pet, something that you coach people with or have people come to you and ask you those questions to help them too? Yes. Um, actually quite a few of the people that I coach have pets. Finding dog-friendly adventures is definitely a good one of my specialties. Yeah, I love that. Because yeah, that's totally true. Uh, I mean, as a traveler, I've heard every limiting belief and excuse, what I call excuses under the sun of why people don't travel. And I know those who are listening to this podcast and are in the network, the Travel Coach Network, also agree and have heard their fair share of them. People say, well, you know, I, I wish I could do that. Or maybe one day or lucky you who pays for it, or don't you have a job or you must be working 24 seven while you're traveling, or, you know, I have a family or my partner won't go with me. Everything, you know, I don't have enough money or time. I'm working your whole kind of messaging and mission around what you do as a travel coach is to empower, inspire, and help and guide people to say, hey, you can craft the dream life that you want. And that's amazing. How exactly do you incorporate coaching into your, how you work with clients and and combine travel with that? What is it you work on with them? First and foremost, Whenever people ask questions from the beginning, it's often their limiting beliefs. And that's always the first thing that we work on because especially from my background, nobody has ever funded a penny of my travels. I pay for everything out of my own pocket. Sometimes I work with hotels. That's something I'm doing now, but that's also my dream. But at the end of the day, I work full time. I pay for all these things with my own money. I take care of a dog, still work full-time and still travel full-time. When people come to me with these limiting beliefs, that's the first thing that we attack because I always say, I promise you, if I can do it, you can do it. I filed for bankruptcy at the end of 2020. And at the beginning of 2022, I was living my dream life on the road. There is always a way to make it work. Yeah, just figuring out what people's limiting beliefs are and crushing those giving them the tools and the resources to answer their questions. Because for every limiting belief or thing that you are worried about, I promise you I have an answer or a resource to help you and guide you through it. Because it is a long process. And I think people, they think that you can just apply for a specific job, that you make a certain amount of income in your head, you don't have to work as much. And it just happens overnight. And that's so not true. It is a whole process. It takes a long time. And I like being able to be there for somebody every single step of the way to attack all of those limiting beliefs that they may have. Yeah, really having that continuous support for your clients, like pre, during and post trip too, right? With Travel Coach being in your title, especially on Instagram, I can assume because this is what I get often and many of my travel coaches in the network do as well is that people automatically say, oh, you must be a travel agent or you must plan and book trip. Have you gotten that? And what do you say to them? And what's the difference between a travel coach and a travel agent? Yeah, I do do both, but there is a very big difference between the two. Some people, I am a travel coach. Some people, I am a travel agent. People that come to me asking for help planning specific trips. That's who I am a travel agent for, people that want me to book things for them, people that want me to give them the best adventures and hikes, and maybe they want to go on backpacking trips, um, but they don't know how to get permits or like do that logistically. Those are people that I really help with travel 
planning. As far as travel coaching is where I help people that want to take their first solo trip, but they're scared or they want to travel full time and they don't know how. So I would say one travel, being a travel agent is very helping them actually with the planning process and that. Whereas travel coaching is helping with the mindset aspect and taking like the types of trips that they're looking to take. Do they need to learn how to push through and build up their endurance and be able to accomplish that physically? Or do they need to be given skills so that they can reach their dreams mentally? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there is definitely a huge difference between travel agents and travel coaches and travel agents really are like, there's, it's, I would say there's a whole different training you need for that because you need different access to platforms and portals and you get different perks or, or capabilities that you need. It's very different, but especially around what you do when it comes to building that dream nomadic life and, you know, making that possible, it, you have to work through those limiting beliefs because people, you know, have created them for themselves or society has created them for them for so long. That is what I can see your business really booming even more than it is now because the whole concept of remote work and, and work flexibility and dream nomadic lifestyle is no longer for what they call like the free spirited millennials who, you know, are irresponsible and don't care. Right. And that's really what, what being a digital nomad or a nomad was far before the pandemic happened, which I didn't, I knew that was not such a thing. We had, there was executives quitting companies to like, and they're leaving their salaries to, to travel the world. That whole concept of remote work and and helping people with the mindset and the lifestyle balance and the logistics and everything too is really going to take off. And I talk about that a lot in my network because I am a wellness travel coach myself and I work with companies. And so remote work is something we hear all the time and, you know, employee well-being and stuff too. You have a pretty impressive following on, on Instagram and I'm assuming TikTok, a lot of your, your videos, uh, you have a lot of video content. Do you have any tips to share with other travel coaches out there on how to grow a following on a platform that is where they should be and for their ideal audience? Think about what your goal is always first and foremost, your audience's goals and where they're hanging out at and what the best way to reach them is. And you should be sharing your content across all platforms. So for every reel that I post, the caption is also turned into a blog post. It's in a static post. It's on a TikTok. It's on a reel. It's in a story. It's I'm sharing the same information in many different ways because people reach. Expand your reach. Like completely agree. I did the same thing. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's repurposing your content instead of feeling like you have to create, 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 you're making it simple. Yeah. You have to put effort into turning, you know, a video into a caption, into a static post to a blog post, but that's part of running a business too, right? But simplifying it for yourself. Is there any platforms or any type of content that you have seen does really well or helps helped you grow your following uh, as you have as a travel coach? Yeah. Um, inspirational content is what grabs people's attention, but educational and valuable content is what is going to convert them into a client. Definitely make sure that you are providing value first and foremost 
if you want to attract leads, but that inspirational content really grabs people's attention. That's a good way to grow your following, but just make sure that you're not just only being inspirational. Make sure you're also telling people the what steps to do and how to do it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like changing up the type of content. I always talk about the, there's inspirational, educational uh, type of content. And then eventually when you have a business or something to sell, you have your sales content and then changing that all up. And, and you're, you're so right when it comes to the inspirational side of it, because travel is inspiring. And oftentimes travel coaches and travel professionals miss the opportunity or like they lack the content that is about their love and passion for travel because they're always trying to sell. And that's a part of what the industry has done and morphed the mentality of travel professionals, which were usually just travel agents or advisors. Because if you love travel and you wanted to help people travel, that's what they said you have to be able to do. But obviously, as the industry like travel coaching morphs and, and continues to grow, we see that's not the case anymore. There's so many titles out there of travel designers and counselors and everything as well, but they pretty much still stick with booking and planning the trip. But then we have something like a travel coach, which humanizes the experience in the sense of understanding that person as a human being, their personal struggles, their personal limiting beliefs, their personal lifestyle desires, and really changing the industry. Where do you see the future of travel coaching going? Have you put any thought into that? Yeah, I definitely think travel coaching is going to boom, especially because with people wanting to travel full time, you can't really find, I mean, maybe you could find a travel agent that wants to sit there and plan every trip for you. But at the end of the day, it really is flexible. Like when I left, I was in like Tahoe, I had been planning for months to go up north to like Oregon and Washington. And as soon as I got in my car, my gut was like, "Mm, I'm going to Colorado. So I drove to Colorado instead. And Like you can't really plan for that in advance, but you can give people the tools to understand how to go with their gut and like listen to their heart and their soul. And that is the most important part of travel. And I think after the pandemic, people realized that travel may not always be there. And so they want to do it more and they want to do it while they can. And with rising prices everywhere things are going to be more expensive and people need to learn how to, they need to learn more than just, this is where I'm going to go. They need to learn the how and how they're going to make it work and they want to make it work. And so I really see travel coaching becoming a much bigger industry. Yeah, the pandemic really shined a light on the value also of travel for people, right? It changed these past few years has changed people's perspective on their well-being and their and their values and their time and their energy and their mental well-being too and it's just so interesting because when you it's like a web and in the middle of that web is travel and that's why people are not going back to the workplace or not working the traditional job or going back to the company they worked before I mean, yes, some people are, many are, but a lot, as we still have this great resignation happening, are reevaluating their life. And that's where like that flexibility, that remote work comes into play because people care about, they want to spend more time with their family. They want to 
feel happy every day. They want to see beautiful sunsets and sunrises. Like you're saying, when you close your laptop, you want to be able to, you know, have the rest of your day, you know, on an adventure or as a backpacker myself and as an entrepreneur with my laptop been to beautiful places. So yeah, once I'm done working, I close my laptop and in Bali, I can, you know, go do anything, go relax at the beach and get a $5 massage for the day. That's what people are really looking for. I always found it interesting that companies don't pay attention to this, but we'll see if they start to wake up. And as we close out here, tell our audience, what is something, what's a fun fact about yourself? Do you have one? I do. Um, A fun fact about me that drives people mad is I am not allergic to mosquitoes, so I don't get mosquito bites. And that's how I feel like I can live outdoors very comfortably because mosquitoes like I'll feel a little pinch sometimes um not often but every once in a while like if I see a mosquito on me I'll like feel a little pinch but it just doesn't leave a welt or like I don't know I'm just not allergic to it and yeah people don't like that but I love it Oh, that's <laughs> great for me. A, a, amazing. I mean, I'm not that prone to mosquito bites, but I definitely have had times where they, you know, really went to town on my legs or my arms um, and you're up itching all night. Yeah. People are a little bit envious of that. That's, that's a unique gene or trait that you have and tell everyone, I, I'm going to include in the show notes, um, all of this as well, but tell us, how can we learn more about you, follow you? Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me everywhere at Rootless Adventure Company. My website is rootlessadventurecompany.com. My Instagram is rootlessadventureco because company was too long. But yeah, that's those are my main platforms right now. I am working on TikTok. I don't have a ton of content up yet because it is a little bit of a different platform than Instagram. People definitely like different things on there and I'm mm-hmm. still working through it, but you can find me there at Realist Adventure Co. But for now, my main platforms are going to be my Instagram and my blog, which you can find at the link in my bio on my Instagram. Yeah, wonderful. So everyone, be sure to follow us on Instagram as well uh, at the Travel Coach Network. Learn more at thetravelcoachnetwork.com. Come give us a hello. We look forward to having you in our Facebook Travel Coach Network global community um, and hopefully having you as a guest on our show as well. You can find all of the information about Megan in the show notes and where to connect with her, as well as you can download your free beginner's guide to travel coaching in there too. If you know anyone who may be interested in the travel coach and travel coaching in general, be sure to send them our way to our podcast. We really appreciate it. And until next time, my fellow wanderers, bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Travel Coach Network podcast. If you're brand new to the world of travel coaching, you must grab our free beginner's guide to travel coaching in the show notes. Then come share your takeaway from this episode in the Travel Coach Network global community. It's our free Facebook group for aspiring and thriving travel coaches. See you there. Thank you.